0: Welcome to the Journey to Grateful podcast, a podcast focused to better help us understand the process of loss with the help of those who are living it. I'm your host, Tim Begonia, and I am here today to discuss moving forward in grief. Now, speaking of forward progression in your grief, I'm hosting an in-person retreat April 2nd, 2022 in Mequon, Wisconsin, and that is 20 minutes north of downtown Milwaukee. The Journey Forward Retreat will be an all-day event designed to carefully examine the process of grief, provide resources you can act upon immediately, and inspire personal growth to help you move another step forward in your grief. You can learn more about the retreat and the speakers who will be there at journeyforwardretreat.com. That's journeyforwardretreat.com. And if you know someone dealing with grief, please share this podcast and the Journey Forward Retreat. I would love to help them as well. The podcast, as you know, can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and directly on our website, journeytograteful.com. So thank you once again for listening and giving me a very small slice of your time. I do appreciate it, and I hope to make a difference in some small way. Now let's get into the show. In the last episode, number 35, identifying a better path through grief, I ended the question of how am I making sure to move forward? At many times, I can generally say I'm moving forward at the pace that suits me, but that's not really an answer to the question, is it? When people ask me, or if you're listening because you too have experienced loss, when people ask you, how are you doing?, What is it that we say? If we're honest, if you're like me, more times than not, you simply say something like, I'm doing okay. Or maybe even the more sublime, I'm fine. But are we? Are we truly doing okay? I'd like to say at times, I'm not doing okay. Plain and simple, I'm not okay. But I always seem to feel like I need to be okay for everyone else. Because let's be honest. What can they do for us, right? I mean, they can't take away the pain. They can't reverse our loss, which is what we really need them to do. And they can't fill the emptiness. Not really. With my loss, it's certainly not just me that's affected. Now, I've got three children, and they certainly are affected. And for them, I have to show them how to balance grief and the sadness with moving forward. And my wife's family, her siblings, her mother, her father, nieces, nephews, cousins, and friends, they are all affected. They all must find a way to to move forward as well. And I often wonder how everyone is doing with their journey forward. What steps do they take to move themselves forward in whatever small way? Now, I'm aware that everyone's experience on this path is definitely different. Based on the impact of their loss, the degrees of separation perhaps of that person that has passed. In my mind, it's kind of a it's several concentric circles, with the very center of it being that person who was lost. Each circle radiates from that center and represents the impact, the everyday exposure to that 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 particular person. Not necessarily what they meant to you but your interaction with them on a daily basis in your life. Right or wrong, I tend to believe that if your interaction was a few times a year versus every day, the impact of your loss will be a bit less, and thus the circle you fall in is a bit further away from the center. You are perhaps on the outer circle. With this circle illustration in place, you might It might be accurate to suggest that people in the outer circles may have the ability to move forward at a pace which is comparatively quicker than those in the inner circles. But grief, or your love for someone for that matter, it's not and should not be measured by the speed in which you move forward from their loss. Because as we know, grief for everyone is completely different. The experience, the devastation, the the sorrow, the ache, the whole process will be completely different for everyone. So the idea of moving forward, of taking steps to move on, will not be the same for anyone. And that, for people trying to support someone through loss, is the first step in truly understanding loss. Now, I have to pause here because I just used the term to move on, which I tend to avoid in a big, big way. I avoid that term because to move on is to suggest you leave something behind. And I will be among the first to say you never leave anything behind when you lose someone, you bring along with you every day. Something about that person, something they taught you, a memory that perhaps you shared, an experience that warms your heart, you don't leave them behind, not their spirit, not their essence. You simply move forward without their presence, but everything is very much a part of you forever. So again, the question remains, how am I making sure to move forward? In truth, this question is based on a wonderful friend who shared with me their concern that I I not be stuck in my grief. It made me think, for quite a long time, the kind of thinking that rises and falls with each day for several days at a time. And it was a good thing for me to hear, and for me to face. The way I translated this friend's concern for me, what was it that I was doing to move forward was truly the question. And in turn, I added to that, how was I making sure certain my kids and I as a family were securing a healthy balance for our loss while looking ahead to the future together? I believe I wasn't doing a wonderful job of it, not yet. And of course, I can exclaim the generality of it. Who really does a good job of moving forward after loss? But in all honesty, It's time to define that new mindset, the moving forward, truly moving forward. Now, I know that Colleen would want us to journey forward and find new ways to smile, to laugh, to make new memories while always embracing the memories we had been fortunate enough to have with her. I know this because she told me. As you may know, after her breast cancer metastasized into brain tumors, we fought hard. She fought hard hard until the treatments were exhausted and we knew that we had done everything that we possibly could and there was nothing more to do so yes she was the type of person who would force me to have difficult conversations and i know exactly what she wanted for us because she told me i'm fortunate to have this to hold but it doesn't make the process any easier In my moving forward, I've chosen first and foremost to be there for my kids and to to make sure they understood Colleen would continue to be part of our lives going forward. Talking of Colleen was always an important aspect of our healing. It's something I learned from Colleen, who had lost her first husband, Rob, suddenly when their daughter, Karen, was nine months old. So it has always been important to freely talk of Rob for Karen and for his family, and it was the way she moved forward, to bring his memory along as he was an important part of their story and always would be. I've also made changes, mainly cosmetic changes, in our home. Six months after her loss, I asked her sisters for help going through her closet. Together we did something that was not very pleasant, but together it was better, and I believe it made us all stronger for it. That closet was actually a nursery years before, and now it's my office. And in a way, i it's a place I feel close to Colleen each and every day that I'm in it. Right before Christmas this past year, our second Christmas without Colleen, I made some adjustments to our living and dining room. Things Colleen and I had discussed for several years. And every time I go into those room na- rooms now, I feel peace, comfort, I feel pride that Colleen would simply love what we've done. Last weekend, in fact, I repainted our bedroom. Another minor forward step, but this one was something just for me. It included some purging, some organization, and a more cohesive look. A clean-up, if you will. And it now provides me with a very small respite at the end of my day. It sounds silly when I say it. I mean a respite. I mean, but that that's what the result is. This one small step forward, this simple paint job. But it also illustrates that most of these steps have been small and cosmetic. It makes me look ahead as we enter into March 2022 with a different mindset in place. A mindset of forward movements. I often look back on how Colleen had these same details to struggle with after the loss of Rob. And as always, I'm still in awe at how she accomplished it all in what seemed to be such a graceful way. I asked her once how, how she could possibly move forward after her loss. And she simply said, I had no other choice. I did it for Karen. And I believe that's often true for most of us navigating loss. We have no other choice because the alternative doesn't allow for life as we deserve. And yes, that's what I said. You deserve a life. Even after a tragic loss, you deserve a life. I'm not saying get over your loss. On the contrary, I'm suggesting our goal with loss should ultimately be living for me, that means living for Cullen, living for my kids, in any way I can in whatever way is best for me. Sometimes it takes time to get to a place in your grief where you can feel like you deserve something. All too often we are blaming ourselves, or asking what ifs that can never be answered, or wishing wishes that will never be fulfilled. I suppose as I look back on some of the small steps I've taken to move forward, those cosmetic steps I mentioned earlier, they are probably seated in control. Doing things in life that I can control. Because God knows I couldn't control what happened to Colleen. And that is a helpless, helplessness that I never want to experience again. I have much work to do in my forward motion. That is for certain. And this right here... This new life my family and I were given is the hardest thing we have ever had to move through. But we will, because we have to. We will, together, holding hands. We will, with the help of our friends and our family, if only we give them a chance to help. And there is much to work on. Maintaining friendships, strengthening family ties, personal growth, professional goals... And redefining what we thought we knew our life was to be. I recently heard the following on another podcast If you don't like the story that was handed to you, you can make it better. I would add, all you need to do is try. Thank you, my friends, for joining me today on today's episode. As you can see, working on moving forward is something that really takes time. Please don't hesitate to connect with me. Share with me your story via email or give me a feedback on my voicemail. That voicemail number is 262-298-2428. That's 262 298 Chat. The voicemail also can accept text messages, so please contact me via text. I am happy to hear from you. And of course, go over to journeytograteful.com and you can find access to the email or anywhere else that you'd like to connect with me. If you are enjoying the podcast, please share this with someone you know, hop onto our Facebook and Instagram pages for inspiration and support, and become part of the conversation over on social. Now, before I go, I usually share with you a quote that touches me. Today's quote is from Helen Keller. The best and most beautiful things in the world cannot be seen or even touched. They must be felt with the heart. Need I say more? When I think back to all of the incredible memories I've had with my wife Colleen and her with the kids, the deepest part of all of those thoughts are always surrounded by the feelings they provide. Colleen was able to fill our hearts with unspoken words and sometimes a simple touch, and for that I will always be grateful for what we had. Thank you again for joining me on today's show, and please know that my wish for you is to walk confidently on your journey to grateful. Bye-bye.